This is dead life. It's how we live 24 7, 365. Check me. Gas station glasses, don't care what the masses think about me with my sweet goatee. I'm rocking my Dockers with a cuff and a crease. I got that St. John's Bay and the clip for my piece. I look nice. I got dozens of dollars and that's right. It goes straight to my daughters and my wife. I'm a miracle dad, making magic with the checkbook is a talent I have. I roll hard in the yard. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Nafta 30 podcast? Hope you guys are enjoying your long weekend. I know I am. This is We're Gonna Be Dads, a sub series recorded with myself and the coach Mike Pericone, where we talk about our experiences. I guess before it was an education on becoming a good dad. Uh, now we've both been dads for about a year and a half. And uh, it's, it's taken us a long time to, to get to kind of the conclusion of this. But initially, I think the plan was we were going to record a podcast after the babies were born and we were going to talk about the labor and uh, kind of stuff that happened there. But um, life got in the way and anyone who's had a kid, let me phrase that, anyone who's had a kid who's wanted to be an active parent in that kid's life knows that it's kind of di- it's kind of difficult to get social uh, get-togethers just to talk, you know, it's, it's, t- it's difficult. It took us about a year and a half. Oh, there's a coach right there. Um, yeah, so it took us about a year and a half to get there, but we finally got there. This is the conclusion for now of the We're Gonna Be Dads sub-series. Uh, Mike and myself sit down, talk about the labor. Um, also, life with uh, a young kid and how our lives change, things that are different, the sacrifices, the benefits, the joys, all that good stuff. This is a touching one. Back to our lifestyle roots. This is We're Gonna Be Dads, I believe, episode eight, eight or nine or 10 of the We're Gonna Be Dads sub-series, and probably for the foreseeable future, uh, the conclusion of the We're Gonna Be Dads sub-series. And it's weird because I don't think we've actually had a conclusion episode of any of our sub-series. Maybe, maybe Burication, but I'm not 100% sure on that either. But who knows, that's an ongoing education, really. All right, everyone, thanks so much for the feedback. We got some really great feedback with our No Regrets series. I appreciate the people that have mentioned it and uh, retweeted it. Thank you so much. As well as Kyle Shulman for doing those back-to-backs with me. Uh, we got some fun stuff going on. Hopefully, a Jay's podcast coming up shortly, as well as uh, Brian Smith is be back in studio. Hopefully, we get the awkward throw clear. And I heard a little rumor that Miss Six might be making her return to the pod kizzle. You know, the girl's in love, man. It's hard to pry away from, from Jackie Chan. Her and the two of them, they got something special. All right, enough on with the show. With that being said, here we go. The conclusion for now of We're Gonna Be Dad Subseries. This is the Not After 30 podcast. A podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. Mike, you there? Yes, I am. What's up, Papa Bear? Buddy, it's, uh... I'm doing okay. It's been a while though, hasn't it? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, how are you? I'm, I'm, you know, I tell everybody I'm living the dream. If that's true or not is another story. Right. But I, I have to say, I'm happy to hear your voice. I'm happy that you're back in the pod. Happy I'm just happy to, to do this. 
Yeah, yeah, for man. Sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the long-awaited conclusion? Question yeah, mark. Let's call it that. Yeah, of the No After Thirty, we're going to be dads podcast subseries. I'm uh, I'm joined by my co-host of the subseries, the coach Mike Perconi. Dude, thank you for doing this. No, you're quite welcome. Happy to help, bud. Now, uh, if you guys may remember, I think we ended off at episode seven, which was just leading into our, our wives being, first, the, the, our due dates were very close anyways, Yeah. but we, we probably left off about a month or so, give or take, uh, before our babies were due. I believe before your daughter was born, if not mistaken, yeah, about a month or so. Yeah, which, which was an absolute crazy time. Um, Understandable that, point, that this went on hiatus, and honestly, considering what it's like being a dad after all this time, it's not surprising <laughs> it took us this long to get it going, to be honest, to, to, to conclude it. So it's, it's fitting, I think, almost. We're going to be dads, but everything else gets in the way, you know? So Yeah, so true. Um, let's just jump into it, because I feel like we're going to like have a lot going on in this yeah, podcast. So the way I want to take this back, uh, last we left off, we were talking about preparing for the labor and what we think it's going to be like and okay. and um, going into that. And I'm, if I could just like, I think I can pull out a couple notes here. Um, let's see, who do we do this with? Uh, we did it with Dave. Okay. Uh, and Dave's like a bad example because yeah. um, Dave, <laughs> not, not that he's a bad dad, but he, uh, he helped give birth he delivered his son so really the wrong guy to talk to when we're talking about labor and that kind of stuff sure um but how how did your your son was born when so my son was born on april 15th 2017 um that was i believe six days past my wife's original due date and um so i mean i can give you kind of a quick synopsis of it and basically um it was the Easter long weekend, and uh, Good Friday had come. And uh, for those who aren't familiar with it, they, after a certain amount of time, uh, the, the doctors and everybody in charge will talk about inducing the baby. And my wife had definitely had enough at that point. She'd been a soldier for 41 weeks, and, you know, she was, it was... Jackson ended up being a big boy, and it was just... She'd had enough, and so they I gave her the option. And so we went in and did that um, gel, uh, on the Good Friday in the evening. They just kind of, you're waiting around your house and they're like, we're going to call you sometime in the next little while. So we're just sitting there on pins and needles watching, I think, a movie or something like that. And they called us up something like 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night. And so on Good Friday, we packed up and went over there. She got the the gel administered and uh, they sent us home. And they said, well, just wait. We may have to do this two more times. That's the process. So just go home and wait. And, you know, if something happens, come back. And so we, uh, we, we, went, we went to bed and, uh, that evening and uh, we're laying down and, uh, and, and just kind of chatting and talking and obviously on pins and needles. And, um, and then, uh, you know, she said the baby was kicking. And so she asked me if I wanted to feel it. it might be one of the last chances. So I did. And I, no word of a lie, my hand was on her stomach and all of a sudden I heard this pop. And it was just... <laughs> And, and we didn't really think much of it. Like, it was it was kind of odd and kind of bizarre. And, and you know, it took us a little while to sort of figure out what was going on. And then, you know, after the, the minutes roll by and we're just like, oh, my goodness, you know, this we think this might be it or your water might have broke, right? So um, trying not to be too graphic in a personal moment, but at the same time, like, that's pretty much how it happened. So 
we went back into the hospital. We were there for maybe four or five in the morning, give or take, maybe six. And uh, by eight o'clock, she was in the delivery room. Um, she spent all day trying to push the little guy out. And by about five or six in the afternoon, they said, nope. Um, the possibility of toxemia, uh, which is basically when the poop, baby poops inside, is very common, um, you know, because once the water's broke, things got to come out relatively quickly or baby can poop. And uh, and then there's the, the necessary faculties to deal with that aren't there in, in place anymore. So they made a decision to have an emergency C-section, and that's what happened. And uh, so my son came into the world uh, around 9.30 that evening. And so after basically 24 hours, give or take, maybe a little longer since we went in for the in induction gel, uh, you know, we were we were parents. And uh, yeah, I mean, we can talk about that moment sort of separately, but that's sort of the way it went down and everybody's got a unique story. And uh, I'm probably simplifying it a little bit, but you know, looking back on it now, that was sort of the sequence of events, unexpected, up and down, uh, just crazy, crazy, crazy day and weekend. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's the... And Dow, did you find it flew by? Because I found it flew by, even yes. though it was like a long... The, okay, so for the most part, yes. Um, what I would say is that from the time around the, you know, the morning time when you get into the delivery room till the evening when they decided to, to, to perform the C-section, there was some waiting, and there was some waiting for the dilation and just generally, like, you know, fatigue, and I felt terrible. I felt pretty useless, to be honest with you. Um, so I wouldn't, I definitely flew by, but at the same time, there's like little lapses of like helplessness. I won't call it boredom, but that's how it would be if it wasn't such like a, an exciting event. It's just like, you're just sort of helpless, helpless, you're just sort of waiting and you don't know what that, what the rest of your life is going to, you know, how, how it's going to unfold at that point. And you just, you know, you're <clears throat> certainly worried about your, your wife or your significant other. And it's just... Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a whirlwind of emotion. So I think you get caught up in it that way. But there were little stretches that kind of dragged where we were just kind of anticipating. I guess that's probably the best. Yeah. Way well, um, my my experience was was not was it not like that. Like it wasn't. I feel like yours was a, a lot of waiting, and then it was go time. Sure. Um, our ours wasn't um, as much. I think initially. I think we flip-flopped due dates because I think we were due around the 11th, okay. August, uh, sorry, April 11th. Yeah. I think that was our due date. And Stella came, uh, she came about 10 days early. Oh, so she was doing the 16th right. and she was born on the 6th. Okay. And, and uh, for us, uh, Brittany was dealing with um, high blood pressure. Yeah. And I uh, can't remember what that's called right now, but I'm sure somebody's yelling into their iPhone. Sure. And, and, um, so we went to the hospital, and uh, Brittany kept saying to me, she goes, you better pack something, because we went there for a while. And it was like a Wednesday, and I was like, there's no way. There's no way we're going to be there. It's still way too early. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not stressing. And she's like, no, pack something. And she brought her hospital bag, and we went there. We went there for an appointment at 8, 8.30, let's say. Yep. Maybe 8.15. And the doctor's like, well... You're uh, what was it? Two millimeters dilated. Yeah. Is it two in two inches? Two. Two centimeters. Yeah. Two centimeters. Two yeah. centimeters. Yeah. Two centimeters dilated, and uh, we think you're gonna. We think we can. We can go today. Yeah. And 
all of a sudden, it's like that scene in a movie where realization kicks in, and like the camera zooms into the person's face, and their their pupils <laughs> widen. That it was da na 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 da na na na. Go time. <laughs> yeah, so, no uh, fucking the Eagles' Life in the Fast Lane was playing in the back of my head, and. <laughs> nice. um, so uh, I'm like, okay. So I roll up my sleeves and like I roll, I, you know, I'm patting my hands. I'm like, okay, all right, let's do this. Yeah. And um, so the doctor's like, okay, we're going to get you set up, put these gowns on, da-da-da. So they, they do that. Then the, the doctor breaks her water. Um, okay. Super. Uh, listen, my wife and I had done some freaky things. I had never seen this face. Right. This face of discomfort that my wife had was unparalleled to anything I'd ever seen. I've seen, oh my goodness. I've, when we were on our honeymoon, uh, we had, a, we were day drunk and we were in Greece and yep. it, it, the sun was setting and it was beautiful and she's walking around the pool and she tripped and she landed on her thumb and like whacked out her thumb and that face, when she, when her face, like when she got up, her face was, was mean yeah. And uh, it, w- it it didn't match this this face that that she get, had given when her when the doctor broke her water, oh, and of course geez. all like so they're draining like the, the water's coming out and they're like walk around it's okay, so she's walking around and just dripping all over the place. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah super awkward. Yeah, that's not a, that's a completely unexpected. That must be like almost traumatic <laughs> like, I don't yeah. Know, it's weird. yeah it's it's it, it, it was totally Isn't and it funny how they're so different and so unique though? So, it's just like, that's, that's oh wild. man so different and, and then the other thing is too you're kind of waiting like i don't know i don't know about you mike but in my head i was like yeah it's probably like two o'clock in the morning and she's gonna whack me she goes she's gonna yell my water breaks and then we're gonna throw everything in the car and go right and it, it was totally not that it was very organized very like to the t doctor came in the doctor was ultra professional fantastic i mean this doctor was incredible the whole time nice that was 8 45 ish in the morning wednesday morning uh april 5th mm-hmm. now fast forward 11 55 april 5th and my wife is going into active labor so the whole day the whole day we're just watching movies on netflix oh. i'm paying for, i'm paying for like the um Ultra Wi-Fi, uh, like thirty-six dollars a day <laughs> Wi-Fi charge. So we're just stream. I watched a whole Blue Jay game. Sure. Uh, I'll never forget it because Kendris Morales had like the game of his Blue Jay life, where yeah. he hit like three home runs, including like a grand slam. I think he's got four and for his Blue Jays career right now too. So that was a big game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. I, and I always, I was like, holy shit, we might have to call this kid Kendris yeah, right. because it was, <laughs> yeah, no, right? Oh how. Oh, thank God we didn't. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, and think, I think it's funny from a sports perspective. I'm pretty sure that Jackson was born on the day, so it was the Leafs playoffs, and I think they beat Washington to take a two-one lead in the series, or or evened it up, or whatever. It was just like a really big moment because everybody in my family is sitting there watching the game on their phones while they're waiting for the baby to come, right? And Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah. So they were, like, all keeping excited, and there was, like, people all huddled around, like, one or two phones kind of watching because it, you know, <laughs> this was an exciting time and, and to be a Leafs fan for sure, right? So, yeah, I'm oh, pretty sure it was totally. the first round against Washington, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, that yeah. that sounds right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so, the, the, so Brittany only had, like, a 40-minute active labor. Okay. But then it became, like, a race against the clock because in my head I'm like okay cool if she's born on the 5th that's fine I really wanted her to be born on the 7th yeah. uh, because we, we got married on the 7th so I thought that would be kind of cool sure but she ended up getting she ended up being born 
um, 12.08 or something um, on the 6th. Okay. So the early, in the, in the morning on the 6th. Yeah. And... Um, and I, I, I like the the pushing and everything was wild. I stayed like north of the equator, um, and a whole a whole bunch of times the nurses were like, "Oh, because the nurses checked on us on us all day, and they're making small talk." Sure. And one of them found out I was a hairstylist. Okay. So she goes, she, "So the baby's coming." She goes, "Oh my god, so much hair!" Like trying to get me to look, and I had no interest to look. No, not at all. I saw like my peripheral. I saw like ten percent of maybe what could have been the baby's head right. or Brittany's slipper or on it something and i was just yeah. not having any of it i was not looking for anything um but you know there was like this magic moment and like i don't know if, if it was the same for you but i saw my wife have so much so much like uh i don't know what the word is it like she she had she pushed through the pain she, she went through everything everything that she was doing and in that moment i was just so so amazingly in love with her because sure. I could see everything she was going through yeah. and I obviously could feel it and my hand was like being cramped in eight different ways and yeah. and, and all that stuff but just just the amount of energy that she was producing just like it was so translucent and everything was kind of happening I could definitely feel the amount of um of, of, of pressure she's put on herself and I just thought that she just was so amazing through the whole thing I, w- I was so in love with her in that moment I, c- I couldn't get over all she was doing for this baby yeah. uh, for our family it was just so amazing of course like everyone talks about how wild that, that push in the labor part is I just couldn't get over man it was just mind blowing for me yeah for sure um, well I mean it's a bit different for my perspective but like a, a similar type of appreciation like I watched my wife struggle and try so hard throughout the day um, to try and like you know stay alert stay aware do the work the doctor was asking her rest when she could just trying to remain comfortable in a clearly uncomfortable situation and you know like honestly like when the doctor comes to you and says look we have to for lack of a better term cut you open and take this baby out now and she didn't flinch like absolutely yes right away didn't even think for herself and it was just I had seen that motherly instinct building in my wife from very early on in the pregnancy and like so I wasn't surprised but I was just like it was that similar like that reaffirmation of like man I love this woman for what she's doing for our family and I don't think I'll ever be able to contribute something quite as meaningful and it was just a real appreciation for that and when when they brought Jackson you know they, they when they brought him out and put him on the, you know, the weighing scale. It was just like, honestly, like I was a little numb. I couldn't quite believe it. I was like, you know, I was staying by my wife's head and I didn't see anything either, but it's a different scenario. And right. um, yeah, so like they brought him out and he was just, you know, he's crying a little bit and then he calmed down and just looking at him and just like, I couldn't, you know, I just, I couldn't comprehend it for a second, but like, <laughs> uh, but like, like I could, but it's just like, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a state of numbness just that, that, that it was finally here and that he was, he was ours. And, um, yeah, like once they took care of my wife and, and prepped her all and all that and, and I brought the babies to her, um, you know, she didn't let him go for days and days. And, uh, <laughs> and I'll just, I'll never forget that evening, her finally trying to get some sleep or just to close her eyes for a few minutes and relax and having my son lying on her chest and doing that bonding and just 
the, the, the look of peace. Like, I took a few pictures, and that's one of my favorites. It's just the two of them. Just, you know, and it's just, like, it's it's just serene. It's perfect. It's everything that you know, our, my life has been building to, and my life has changed forever now that I'm a dad. So, like, it's just totally. uh, very fitting memories and very, very fond memories, ones that I'll take with me forever, for sure. I love it. Yeah. It, it, I, I was just, I was blown away by the whole, the, the experience, everything was fantastic for us. Yeah. The only thing that kind of, it was a very long I mean, again, like we were there early. We we didn't get into our room to, like after the labor, yeah. it was still like another almost hour in that room, and then after that, the you know they pack everybody up in the in a wheelchair, yeah, and and um, and then they brought us to our room. Now, uh, we had the benefit of of uh, doing a private room, which mm-hmm. I mean, it, listen, if you can do it, do it because so there is people across the. Yeah, you have. I, it was well worth you know, the money. It just it, like totally. It, you know, most people have at least some form of benefits, hopefully, out there, and it's just like to subsidize the difference, like the calmness, uh, the intimacy uh, in those yes. first couple of days of just the three of you, and then having a place where your family can come and celebrate with you without worrying about keeping it down. This is it's a joyous time. Like it's not. It's something that should be uh, exclusive to you and your loved ones and not have to worry. Like, and I don't mean that as a disrespect thing because ultimately you always want to like try and be mindful of people in the hospital, but not having to worry about that in some of the happiest moments of your life and just being able to embrace it and not have people, oh, I don't want to stay too long to disturb so-and-so next Like it's that, you know, that freedom to just really embrace the moment. I highly recommend it too. I wouldn't do it any other oh, way. It was, it, was, it, was the best, so- it was the best money that I, I didn't, I don't regret it for a second at all. Yeah, next to the Wi-Fi, it was the most the best money we had spent for sure. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, so uh, it, it was like a long drawn out day for us. Sure. Getting into that room. Oh, actually, before I get before getting farther, um, did did you guys have anything funny happen to you? I know it's kind of like a weird question to ask, oh, but I was just trying to think. I mean, I I mean, I thought just even just the the baby kicking and the, the water breaking and that pop, just that sound, and just like that was to me, it was just like how fitting that like she says, well, why don't you check the baby? You know, maybe this could be the last time you feel them kicking, and then sure enough, and like to have it happen, and just been like, again, it was just like we were dumbfounded, like we couldn't quite believe it. I had <laughs> like it was just so like I don't know that it, like once once that happened, there really wasn't. I don't want to say there wasn't any time for humor because I tried to stay positive. I tried to make stupid little jokes that I you know just try and keep <laughs> the mood light or whatever, or do what I can to try and like alleviate this incredibly stressful situation. But, um, no, I mean, I, I wouldn't say there was anything like, there's no like funny stories that I can think of offhand. It was just more just, it was hectic. And then that particular moment just stands out to me. as just like, man, that was, what are the odds that that would happen? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just funny. It's just yeah. part of our story. Right. So totally. I have one funny, one moment that I think is funny, one moment that other people tell me were funny, but I didn't find it funny. One was when the anesthesiologist came in and, um, you know, he's like so nonchalant and kind of, he, he, he looked, he looked very professional, spoke kind of like a stoner. Okay. He's like, Hey, how are you guys doing today? And he's like, okay, I've been doing it for 25 years. Don't move. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah. Don't worry. Haven't, haven't lost, haven't paralyzed anybody yet, but today could be the day. So just stay still. <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> I was like, don't tell that to my pregnant wife. Brittany <laughs> was so excited for the drugs. But I was like, please don't tell my wife that. Please don't tell her that today could be the day that you paralyze her. Please and thank you. <laughs> yeah, That'd be right. great. Yeah. And then the other part is after Brittany was, um, had given birth, she was so thirsty. And she was just, they're like, drink as much water as you can. It's good for you. You lost a lot of fluids. Right. So she's drinking water, chugging like, 
she had like a, a, a liter bottle that she had just slammed and then there's another like half liter bottle she slams and she's like oh my god i'm just still so thirsty and she goes oh, i'm gonna puke and they're like what she's like i'm gonna puke so i just i had this dish next to me it kind of kind of like a uh, what are they, like a like a bedpan, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I grab it and I'm like here puking here and she pukes and the puke just ricochets off this and hits me up in the <laughs> face and she so basically my wife puked in my face. Um, that, is, that is funny to other people, <laughs> right? Dude. Totally. <laughs> <you> right now, <laughs> yeah. I, listen, I was on cloud nine and a half, man. I, you know what? She could have shat on me. I would have yeah. been fine. Yeah. It was it was it was one of those things where I was just so amazed. Um, sure. yeah. What was what was the first thing you did when you saw your son? Um, well, I had the privilege of holding my son first just because after a C-section, it takes a few minutes for them to prepare your wife and stitch her up and all that kind of stuff. So although that was unexpected and I had no intention of doing that, she was not in a position to, uh, to get him. So I went over and took some pictures of him on the weighing machine and I grabbed him and I introduced him and I said, uh, Hi Jackson, I'm I'm your father. Um, you know, I want you to know that I'm going to love you forever. And I sang to him, um, "Beautiful Boy" by John Lennon because I'm a huge yeah. Beatles fan. Oh, uh, I had a feeling it was going to be a Beatles song. Yeah, and I um, and that's the same. It's it's. I, uh, I don't want to toot my own horn, but it's the way I got my wife to go on dates with me. It's the I sang to her. <laughs> I sang to her at my wedding. Uh, it's. It's a, it's a God-given gift that I've been blessed with to, be oh, able to, sing, to, sing, to sing reasonably. Goodness. So I thought in my... And I had sung to my son uh, often in, when he was in the womb, and uh, so I thought it was fitting. I did have that sort of planned for you, I, I got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I got goosebumps when you said that. I didn't know you had a voice, Mikey. Well, I do. I, you know what? Um, as people, uh, listeners of the show will know, I do like to talk a little bit. I don't mind the sound of my own voice, so I can... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can arrange it in, uh, in in different keys, and yeah, no, it's uh, you know what I grew up in a very musical family. I love music. Um, uh, it's just it's fun. I, I'm not shy. I think that's what it is. It's not that I love to sing or I think I'm better than anybody, but when you sort of have confidence in public speaking and the different things that we do here, um, it's sort of natural. Like I, I don't mind it, and um, you know, see people seem to like it. My wife loved it, you know, and. Uh, Ever since then, it's, I've sort of just stuck with it. It's kind of nice. And on Saturday mornings, you know, we'll wake up, Jackson and I, and we'll let my mom, uh, let his mom, uh, my wife, sleep in there. And, uh, yeah, like, we just turn on, uh, you know, the YouTube on the TV, and we circle through songs, and we sing, and we dance together. And, like, it's, I don't yeah. know. I want him to be interested in music from an early age. It was really important in my development, and I think it's good for kids. And I think it develops creativity and uh, and all that, all that good stuff. So, yeah, for sure. Like, uh Beautiful. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I am. I can sing rock for, rock band on expert with the best of them for sure. So, Damn! All yeah. right. Well, <laughs> I, at some point, we might have to have a, a podcast karaoke night. You might have to come out for that. Mm, I don't know, man. Unless there's a yeah. check. Unless there's a check on there's a check on the line. I'm probably not going to bring my big pipes. Like I want. I want the money. I got. I got to do one of those amateur <laughs> competitions one day. Start paying for these diapers. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean. Is there anything else about the labor that kind of sticks out for you? Something, I mean, I, I can't really think of too much more. No, I, kind my, of covered I think we, yeah, I think we covered it pretty well. I and mean, like, it, there's, I think the the thing is, and for those prospective dads out there, or even prospective moms, like it's just it's so unique. You're gonna hear a thousand people's stories. Everybody's gonna want to tell you their story when they have the opportunity. And it's just incredibly unique and different. And here we are. We went, you know, lockstep for most of the way and had completely different experiences. So that's that's life, totally. for you, right? So that that's it. Um, okay, so. That brings us to after after the um, the labor. 
and we had our kind of a little bit of recovery time. When did when was the family there? When did you guys have the family? So um, my family uh, was so actually that was a, probably one of the more memorable moments as well. Outside of being able to hold my son or see, or see my wife for the first time do that, um, my family came pretty early. <laughs> Um, and it stayed most of the day. Uh, I, I, obviously, at 9.30 at night, uh, hospital visiting hours are over, but uh, um, at the hospital we went to, right outside of the labor room, before they wheel you off into the, um, the infant ward or whatever that's called, um, the, there's like a, a big waiting room that my family was sitting, waiting patiently, was not looking to leave at any point, and um, they rolled Hala by... Um, by the family, and they all got to meet uh, my parents' first grandson, my brother's first nephew. Um, my, you know, the, I, I just I remember so vividly. I, almost all of the family was there from both sides: her brothers and sisters as well, nephews, nieces. It was about twenty people that congregated around her bed as they rolled him out, knowing they wouldn't be able to see him until morning again. And just those couple minutes uh, with her and seeing my dad's face for the first time, seeing you know, I brought my mom into the to the delivery room there they brought us back after the c-section so i brought her in right away even though they told me not to i wasn't going to be denied so um my mom and, and and her mother had been with there with us all day so they all got to hold him and see him but just seeing like my, my wife is a twin seeing the look on her sister's face who's also pregnant and going to have a baby a couple months later um seeing the two of them in that moment like just incredible man like so many profound life moments in such a short period of time that um i don't think i can ever do it fully justice with describing it but just like uh, just incredible things things that I'll remember you know when, I, when I'm on my last legs like I'm sure these are yeah. the kind of moments that will come back to me because they are so special and they you know totally just just great you know just uh, very very blessed uh, I, I we we were we were put into the room early, uh, late in the morning we slept from maybe about 2 a.m. to about 5 or 6 a.m. oh you slept uh, good not, for you well, I did. I I did. I I was in this like really like it was brand new, but it's a shitty sized pull out couch. Yep. And Brittany was kind of in and out for about an hour or two. The nurses were fantastic. Sure. But we didn't tell anybody. They knew that we were that the baby was going to be born either the Wednesday or the Thursday. Yeah. But we didn't tell anybody on top anything additional after that. Okay. And for us, um, so it was about eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. I uh, I called my parents. And I said, hey baby came last night do you want to come meet your granddaughter and in my head i thought for sure my parents live about half an hour away from the hospital we were at right i figured they'd probably be at so let's see half an hour from mississauga to oakville i thought they'd be there in about 15 minutes yeah right <laughs> and and um my my in-laws were even closer my in-laws were only about maybe 10 minutes away and that's hitting every red light okay. so i figured they'd be there in about five to eight minutes yep. uh and same with my sister-in-law and everybody else um but they like they everyone took their sweet ass time i thought for <laughs> sure they'd be rushing there and maybe that's my narcissistic state of mind just Probably, thinking to myself yeah. that the, like they're just waiting patiently by the phone for us to call and, and invite them over right. <laughs> but um I, my parents got there about an hour later my in-laws got there about an hour and a half later my sister-in-law was the first one there and so my first, my sister-in-law was the first one meet meet Stella, and nice. we we didn't we didn't debut our name or anything like that. We um, we waited to, to to do it in person, okay. but I jokingly said, "Hey, this is your niece, Janika," and she's like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Janika," and she's like, "You're kidding." I'm like, "No, that's a name." Yeah. 
Yeah. And Brittany's like, yeah, that's the name. And Brittany never goes along with my corny jokes, and okay. she went with it. Nice. And so, yeah, so so my sister-in-law, like, had this puzzled look on her face. She's like, you guys are fucking with me, aren't you? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, same, so, so we did that with everybody. No one really bought it except for my mother-in-law, but she is the definition of gullible. Okay. Um, but, yeah, when, once my, my parents got there, I, intru- I got to introduce them, put my put my daughter in their arms. Same, And it, was, it meant even more for my father-in-law, who's this senior out of everybody right. 71 years old when i when he held his granddaughter for the first time yeah and i was so excited i took pictures right away yep and it's just just a su- super proud moment for us but um you know i found it a little anticlimactic and i don't know what i was expecting but it was a little duller than what i had expected mm. but I don't know. I don't. It was just one of those things. I mean, my mother-in-law works with newborns. She sees newborns on a daily basis. You know, she's a first hands those those newborns feel after the right. doctor pulls them out. So for her, I get it. But I thought for sure my mom would be like super hyper. I thought for sure my dad would be excited. I thought yeah. for sure my father-in-law would be. And they were all kind of like cool about the whole thing. But I don't know. I I, I don't know if it was just just me feeling like a little too I, I was obviously pretty excited but yeah I, I was I was almost more excited for other people's excitement and it yeah, really didn't sure. del- yeah I was just kind of shocked by that but oh, it was it's all good I mean yeah yeah it's a maybe definitely not something I wanted much, dude. maybe it was just maybe you're expecting more and there was more there or something like that because like yeah I don't know I I think what came down to it for me is honestly I wasn't prepared for my expectations I, I hadn't really set expectations it's not that I wasn't prepared we had spent you know on nine months preparing for the kid and I, we were ready and we've, you know, we've successfully raised a now 15 month old boy. And like, um, but I think initially I didn't have expectations and I just kind of went with it. So I don't know. I, I did a lot of observing, like you said, it was when you said like you wanted to take pictures of people right away or see things like that. Like that's exactly what I did. Like, cause I had that moment, um, with the, just the two of us and we had all that when, and because, when after the surgery there's time involved so I had time to like reflect and I was just very cognizant of those moments and looking at my parents and stuff like that and it wasn't just over I mean so I went in the way we announced the name is that I just went into the delivery room after everything was okay and I knew that they were they just needed a few minutes and like there was basically nothing I could do I went in and I just announced that everybody that that you know Jackson you know this is my you know we're happy to announce that Jackson Frank Paraconi you know was was born you know this and that and told them all about it and my dad didn't quite get it at first because my dad's first name is Frank we named his middle name after him um, and my grandfather his father my middle name is Peter same thing after him so I thought it was fitting and uh, he didn't quite get it and he talked to me the next day he's like well I really appreciate you doing that you know like oh well, it's, it's nothing dad like you know you're my dad so it's no, that's no problem yeah. I, I can't imagine anybody else but uh, yeah no I did like it was nice I wouldn't say there was uh, there was overjoyment maybe that moment when I came out and I just kind of announced it but then everything else of that it was just very calm and it was very like I don't know it was, it was genuine and it was real and it was loving and as opposed to like exciting so I think I just you know I, I captured that one moment but after that it was just I think it's relief for everybody and just and, and then just totally everybody staring at the baby instead of like reacting I think it's just it's amazing that you have a new family member for us it was first grandchild on our side almost 10 years since the first one on her side like it was just everybody was pumped so. that's great yeah. now um, where did you guys have your uh, where did you guys have Jackson um, what's a Credit Valley yeah, Hospital there in uh, Mississauga all right, and and how did you enjoy your time there? I don't like hospitals, so I enjoyed it about as much as anybody else, but um, I was fine with it. Um, our nurses were very kind to us, uh, very helpful. 
when it came to things like starting up with breastfeeding and this and that and whatever, and uh, just general like maintenance of the baby things. Like again, I'd read certain books. I mean, honestly, when you got somebody in front of you and they're like, you know, they t- they taught us how to do stuff, and I was really appreciative of that. Like how to wash the baby properly, how to put on, how to do that. You know, when you when swaddle, you swaddle, yeah, when you wrap them up, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, they were good that way, and they were also very like they were patient and they were um, comforting and, and, and genuinely seemed like they loved their job and were happy to help. So, um, you know, you hear different stories from different people, but we honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't have expected to go much better. I was pretty happy with the way that they treated us. And, uh, we ended up being in the hospital for, from, so I guess from that Saturday morning until we went home on the Monday, Easter Monday, I think. So no, it might've been the Tuesday. So three or four days. Uh, we we were staying we stayed in the hospital, uh, and that was because of the recovery from the surgery and all that. Um, so, okay. yeah. So, but honestly, like I was I was getting a little stir crazy in there, but it's it's fine. Like I ran home. And oh, totally. Check on the dogs. Like uh, my brother took the dogs in, and I would go home and check on them. Or, I, like I just really wanted to shower after my thing. Yes. Like, that was it. I just felt like after everything was gone, I was exhausted. I'm like, oh, I'm like I'm 28 hours of disgusting right now. Like I don't, <laughs> you know, like so I wanted to go home and shower, and like I because I didn't have. I hadn't thought about bringing soap and shampoo. Like, I don't know. I didn't, <clears throat> I brought clothes, but like, I didn't bring a towel. Like, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. I figured I would yeah. maybe go home. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I ended up staying. I didn't leave <clears throat> except to go home and quickly check on the dogs and stuff or go pick up something for baby supplies or run to Walmart or something. I don't know, whatever I did. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like it was just, um, it was, it was kind of weird, but like, so I ended up using these baby towels to shower with and baby lotion oh. and stuff like that it was just whatever oh. happy to do the it, Gino but. shower yeah, the exactly, Gino shower exactly, exactly. so um, yeah so but anyway, like I said it was, it's just I don't know it was fine I didn't mind the hospital experience as much as I can tolerate hospitals to begin with well, I don't care about like hospitals don't face me at all. I kind of like being in hospitals to be honest. Yeah. Um, but our experience was like it, we were at the new Oakville hospital, and man, it was like a fucking resort. Really? No joke. There was like the food court was like brand. They had a, a a restaurant in the food court that was only served things that were locally grown. Huh. What the fuck? It's, it's a hospital. Not, it's very progressive. Not goddamn yeah. Whole Foods. Yeah, exactly. We had a, a Starbucks and a jewelry store. Like, there's tons of shit in there. I was blown away by it. Yeah. The experience was unparalleled. Very happy with it. Uh, everything, everything was really, really nice. And But I, I had the exact same situation where I packed some clothes. And I packed, you know, fresh pair of underwear with, like, a new pair of gitches. And then mm-hmm. other than that, I, I didn't bring anything. So at one point, my once the whole family was there, my mother-in-law goes, why don't you just, why don't you go home and shower and just take a minute to yourself? Because you're basically, I, I was catering to my wife, Same. which is not uh, out of the norm, but I was super catering to my wife. Yeah. I was trying to sneak her food, oh, you know, sure. and, and exactly. other, yeah, no, I was trying anything I could, but man, like you're pretty useless there other than some kind of support when they want your support. Right. Exactly. Uh, it's just like, oh. I, more often than not, I find the nurses would call me into action when my wife had had enough and I was happy, right. to, whether it be you know, three in the afternoon or three in the morning. Like it just, there was different times where I'd try and get half an hour, an hour's worth of sleep or the baby wouldn't stop crying. And then I'd just be walking around the hotel or so the hospital room for like an hour, two hours, just trying to calm down to give my wife a little bit of sleep. Uh, Yeah. um, Yeah. So I don't know, just a whirlwind dude. Well, okay. Mike, I think we, I think we, we talked the the labor to death. Yeah. How, how were the, how were the first three months for you? Um, Oh, just (laughs) speechless, man. It's, uh, it's hard to talk about, uh, your life changing uh, in a way that is you couldn't imagine it any other way. Like I don't know. It's uh, um, 
it was a joy. I took two weeks off after the, to help my wife recover and also just because I saved my vacation time for that purpose. I don't regret it for a second. Um, it was the best vacation I've ever had. Um, I did a lot of work. I did a lot around the house to try and do it, but I was on cloud nine. And, um, you know, those first couple of months are just incredibly special. You, you bond with your child, uh, you know, just the, the, when they start to recognize you or they start to look for you and they start to cuddle back with you. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, it's something else, man. Um, you know, I've, I've had, I feel like I've had a privilege, privilege of watching my child grow for, for the three months, the 15 months, you name it. And it's just, I don't know. Um, not maybe not a lot going on. I would say in that, like physically or this and that, but just constant attention and love and making sure that they're okay or comfortable or just just staring at them, dude. Just they're sitting yeah. there just napping and like, my mom and dad told me about how they would do that and I thought they were nuts, but like legitimately, it's like the best movie you've ever seen. Is your kid just sitting there, sleeping away with a smile and then like furrow their eyebrows and this and that and every move they make is just the most adorable thing you've ever seen and it's just oh, yeah. yeah so like my whole totally, the first totally, three months totally. the four, first three months were just like all enveloping it was just everything like I you know I I can't I, and just you know like my wife being home you know having the maternity leave and stuff like that just like coming home and seeing her happy like I knew she was exhausted I knew she was tired but the smile on her face was just you know I could never make her that happy, and I, I don't blame her because like our kid is just the center of our world, and I know they talk about relationships staying together and being important, and I fully agree with that. But anybody who says that your child is not the most important thing in your relationship is lying to you because I've like I've never, I don't know, I've never met any some somebody I love so unconditionally. I think you talk about it in marriage, and I think it's you believe it. Um, but I think you love your wife even more when you meet your child. And that's really when the unconditional love sets in. When that family of three begins, I really believe, like, you may think you know, but there's another le- level that you don't even realize. Oh, exists. totally. Yeah. That's what it is. Yep, yep. So, uh, I, you know, when, when you're talking about, like, watching them sleep or when, when they kind of, like, they have a little sneeze or, or any, uh, those first three months, everything that they do is amazing and cute. And you want to have a camera going all the time. Yeah. Um, but, like, what about, like, the endurance? Because I, I find that your endurance kicks into a whole different level. Um, I know for you, too, as well, before before the, your son was born, you got into a, a, a what would say, mild mild to serious car accident. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, and, and I know that your body was feeling it. But, like, did, didn't you find, like, even though I was fatigued, I, like, my endurance, like, kicked into another level. Like, it was, like, an adrenaline boost or something. Like, even though I was up three or four times in the night to help with the baby. Didn't matter. And then going to work. Yeah, it totally didn't matter. It totally, yeah, I think I, paid, all, I, mean, I pay for it at work a little bit. Like, just, like, in the morning, I think, when, when you got out of your home environment, that's when you'd start to feel it. But in the moment, in the zone, like, you know, baby wakes up, like... You know, like you hear him cry before your wife or your wife got up last time or you know she just needs a couple hours sleep. Man, like, dude, it was no... And maybe it comes down to how much you want to be a parent because I'm sure that being a parent can be a real chore if it's unexpected or it's not something you necessarily wanted or there's lots of circumstances that you can become a parent where it's not like us where it's like we were striving for it and hoping for it. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, it was never trouble. I was almost excited to see him again, like, to wake up and, like, oh, I don't have to to waste this time sleeping. I get to see my boy again. Sure, no problem. I'll change that messy diaper. I'm on it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was a level of commitment that was... Quite frankly, out of my, out of my personality, like I was, I was into it. So yeah. yeah. Well, 
a fair disclaimer, e- even though I, I share those sentiments 100%, for me as well, is there's also those moments too where I'd be zapped from a day and come home and my wife would just be like, here. And yeah. there, you know, at those times, I, I would feel like a little upset, a little insecure about what was going on. Sure. And I, and I get it, like, you know, when, when the baby wouldn't settle and and she was just drained emotionally yeah i get it but it was like that's when that extra gear kicked in You're like oh you know what like all those things i had to do but now this is what something i want to do it's the same same right. thing you know when you have a long day but then you still like you know you still have softball at the end of the, end of the week or something like that and you're like you know yes. what i just i love going to softball because it's fun well, I, love and I, you know, I still rush home to this day dude like i rush home, yeah like to go to spend especially now that you know we've been back to work for so long and even her for a couple months and me obviously since for, for most of the time like as soon as I'm done I'm counting like okay I've only got like three or four hours till he goes to bed like I better rush like so yeah, yeah man like I, sure there are times where nobody wants to do anything and your body it's almost like your brain is just like I can't do it anymore but you power through and you get through and it is what it is because there really is nobody more important um, like I said it's that feeling of true selflessness when you become a devoted parent like no problem, you can handle it. Like it's, I don't know. Like I think I would. In, in, if it was something, something else or somebody else, I might make excuses. But it's like you look at him. It's like, well, there's no excuses here. This is my job now. So you know, like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. Exactly. You just. I think you set your mind to it. You know, I had similar experiences. I worked out in Fort Saskatchewan, Fort Mac for many years. It's like it's four, minus 45 degrees outside Celsius. Like I have to work. I'm gonna convince my brain to survive right now and that's all it is it's just fight or flight and you just fight because it's the right thing to do and you're super motivated so and you're going to make it work that yeah. the bottom line exactly. is th- th- this is this is a responsibility that we chose as a a husbands and b fathers or maybe the other way around yep. but yeah you know it, it was just one of those things where just just when you're like okay i'm starting to seriously burn out then things start to change. Then she's then they're sleeping a little bit longer at night. Then they're eating a little bit more. I found for us the big switch was when we went to solid foods from from uh, breast just strictly breast milk to like a little bit of like oatmeal or rice and oatmeal or whatever. That's when it started kicking for us. Yeah. Okay. But um. Yeah, I can't recall. To be honest. I don't know. Like actually, our 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 son is um, <laughs> he's been pretty easy, man. Like I. I knew parenting, parenting is a lot of work. Even easy kids are a lot of work. But he slept through the night really well. You know, he, he switched to the to off the formula at a pretty young age just because he's, like, uh, my son is an ox. Like, he is built. He is a big baby. He is a big boy. Uh, he towers over kids almost twice his age. So, um, which I wasn't sure he would because I'm six foot two and my wife is barely five feet. And, like, it's just an odd pairing. And, uh and obviously that, that can change in a heartbeat, but yeah, he's just, he's a big, big boy. So, um, you know, he, uh, he, uh, he, he's been pretty advanced in the physical side of things. That's for sure. And, and boys are, that's the thing The boys tend to develop quicker physically and girls tend to develop quicker mentally. So I don't know, he's kind of flown through it, but he has been really easy. He's got a really good personality. He's such a sweet kid. All he wants to do is laugh and have fun. I'm sure your daughter's the same. And it's like, you know, it's, uh, no, he's, but from the like the maintenance side, he's been about as low maintenance as I could have hoped for. So I'm pretty grateful for that. Excuse me. No worries, dude. 
Sorry, just uh, running around myself. Just trying to pour myself another drink. Mm -hmm. All this talk about parenting has definitely made me thirsty. Right. But, um, yeah, man. Okay, so, um, were, were there any curveballs getting accustomed to fatherhood? I had to throw the baseball analogy in there because you are the coach. But was there anything that kind of, um, kind of threw you for a loop? Um... Hmm, that's a good question. Um, threw me for a loop. Mm. Sorry, I don't mean to give any dead air here. I just want to give you like a legitimate yeah. response. I think yeah. that um, I think that I took on a mentality pretty early on to expect the unexpected. So maybe I set myself up in a way that I wasn't throwing many curveballs because I didn't expect anything. So. No, I don't think there's anything that's really thrown me off one way or the other. I mean, you know, just the, uh, just uh, honestly, the, how quickly he's grown, how quickly a child can progress. When you when you have the pleasure of watching a child grow day and day and day after day, sometimes they can make massive leaps in like cognitive or physical bounds in just a day or two. So I think that's what's really surprised me to see to see him grow. And one day, like all of a sudden, he starts doing something and then it becomes part of his routine. It becomes part of his, you know, all of a sudden he's figured out how to ask for food or where to walk to uh, to go and get the dog's leash just because he knows I'm going to go get the. And just like, so watching him sort of observe my patterns and stuff like that and just like becoming a part of the family and becoming a little boy instead of just a little baby. Like it's been yeah. that, those yeah, kind of yeah. things are awe-inspiring. And I think that's been maybe the most shocking thing is that I didn't realize how quickly that can happen. Everybody told me to savor the first year or two, to really like enjoy it because you can't go back from it and they're only babies once and only so small. And you know what? At first I thought like, honestly, when he started walking and start crawling and, and then starting to babble a little bit, like I thought this is happening too soon. Like I'm losing out on my baby. And then like the more I see it, it's like, no, no, no. I'm gaining a, like, a, like a little boy, my best friend. This kid is my best friend. Like, you know, like I can't imagine. That's the thing is everything we do, he looks at me now every time he does something just to look for approval. Do you, like that feeling yeah. is incredible. Like it's indescribable. And, I, and I'm not trying to toot uh, dad's horns or anything like that. But like really, everybody tells you all these things, all these generic saying, saying savor every moment. It happens so quickly. It does. But honestly, every moment is wonderful. And like, I don't, you know, I can't, I can't wait to go through it again, which probably leads into another thing, you know, like, uh, <laughs> we haven't talked about that yet, but, you know, my wife is pregnant again, and, and we're looking forward to our second child uh, just before Christmas, so um, I'm actually super, now that I sort of know, quote unquote, uh, what's going to happen, I'm really, really excited this time. Um, I shocked initially, wasn't planned, first one we tried for a while, didn't happen, so this one was not planned at all. I'm just that potent, but, um, <laughs> you know, it happens. And uh, very, very blessed. Just, uh, you know, again, we're just at the point now where I just want to keep my wife happy, keep her comfortable, try and help her to um, to grow that baby as well as she can, and then just be there as a support system. You know, that's it. So Yeah, that's it. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I to just to kind of add to what you were saying, too, I just... I didn't get thrown any curveballs because I, I kind of went to this similar mentality where my mentality was whatever needs to get done, yeah. just fucking do it. Yeah. Do it if, if it's if it's going and buying my wife the most random things at the random hour. I remember one night 
we got paranoid because Stella's nose was stuffy. Yeah. And we were worried that she wasn't breathing. So, and we had a snot sucker, but we just didn't know where it was because we, we had moved when the baby was only like three weeks old. Sure. So things were in boxes all over the place. We couldn't find anything. Yeah. So 3 a.m., I'm, I'm cruising down Dundas trying to find an open um, shopper's drug mart to try to find a snot sucker. Yeah. And man, I, I grabbed the last one on the, at the third shopper's drug mart I went to. <laughs> and I, and I zoomed home and we still have that snock we use that snock sucker at least once or twice yeah. a week in a month you know oh, like sure. it's, they can it's, get clogged up pretty good we had the same and they, they're the kids man they, they just don't understand you know you just don't suck it back blood shit out but yeah. they don't get it that's right i know but <laughs> it's okay um yeah I was gonna say, enough you know what though like actually just to, to kind of finalize that the thing with kids is that there isn't much unexpected the earlier you develop a routine and i didn't think that was important at all um but it turned out to be invaluable and i think it's part of the reason that totally. my son was really well behaved and really easy to deal with and really calm is that getting a routine that sets them up for success so that they you know get their scheduled naps get their scheduled feeding get their scheduled exercise stuff like that it sounds regimented but like at the same time for development and then setting your expectations so you know what's coming next i found it very practical and it seemed to work so i would not have if i hadn't heard that or like had people influence us and my wife doing all the reading and like heard that as like a a commonality and things you're supposed to do as a first-time parent like i'm glad we knew that because it made it a lot easier so and it took took the unexpected out of it yeah, I, I I agree, man. I just mirror everything you're saying. I totally agree. Uh, I you know it's my my wife. My wife, I feel like was a, very similar to your wife. She read a lot. She got a lot of insight. I work with all women, and whenever they find out that, they just they just dump information on you, solicited or not. And I, I felt like I had a pretty good grasp, but nothing really prepares you right. until you're going through it, and then you're figuring it out on the fly. But once that happens, once like two or three times, and you're good, and then you feel confident about what you're doing, man, just sign me up for Dad of the Year. I'll be there. 100%. And you feel like that's the thing, is that confidence, like it's not cockiness. It's just confidence and knowing you can do it. And I think that makes such a difference because I think that we're – whether this is right or not, like we believe in women's maternal instincts and I think there's something to it and they are naturally gifted like caregivers and stuff like that. We got to work at it a little bit. So getting the routine routine and getting that all going, like I thought it was very helpful to me. It was very helpful to my wife and uh, yeah, for sure. So I think we're on the same page. You know, and and we're also, we're also the dads slash husbands of, of this newer, more conscious Generation, sure. I, I see it with I see it with most of my buddies, my brother. Um, you know, we're, we're much more in tune to what the family needs as opposed to just going out, working hard, grinding, and letting the woman take care of everything else. Yeah. We're very much in tune to being part of it. We don't want to be absent fathers. We want to be uh, in the moment and, and part a part of the kids' life. Exactly. I just find that it's it's it, we're a much different generation than the generation before us, or maybe the generation before them too. Yeah. I remember my dad trying. But my dad, my dad was also very old school. So he, even though he tried a whole bunch and did a lot, it, it's not the same approach that I'm going to be taking with my kids. Right. And I don't think it's the same approach my brother took with his kids. Yeah. But um, moving forward, um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, know, I, I know we've talked a lot about the ups. Any big downs? Or like, has it just been a roller coaster, ups and downs? How has it been for you? Well, if I'm being honest with you, like, there's been times where I felt neglected. And I've heard that as a commonality amongst men that you basically, yep. especially in those early times, I think the older that my son got and the more he became less dependent on his mother and more dependent on his parents, that sort of faded. But honestly, dude, like there were times where it's just like, 
like I, I felt like if I didn't have a task to do or if I like there was it, legitimately you feel like a third wheel at some points and I think that's normal I don't think my wife was trying to do that I don't think that I think it was probably just me and there's probably a bit of my narcissistic tendencies and just generally feeling uh, self-conscious for no particular reason but like yeah I uh, definitely I, I think that would be probably the downs that that went and sure so, you know like obviously I don't I don't know I don't think my wife had any real postpartum to be honest with you I think that actually I'm not even just kissing ass like I believe that that was I don't recall much of that um there's hormonal like ups and downs during the pregnancy which is completely natural but honestly afterwards I don't remember a lot of that so um no I mean yeah just kind of getting over myself you know <laughs> maybe a yeah. little bit maybe in that transitional period is probably the 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 real way of saying it and uh once you get to that point um and i think that it's perfectly fine to have an adjustment period your whole life is swung upside down and uh so i don't feel that right way anymore but there was there was definitely times where i'd kind of look at myself and be like well no one gives a shit about me anymore but you just then he'd start crying and be like well i don't give a shit about me anymore either you know it's time to get on with it so and yeah that'll wake you up if nothing else that'll wake you up out of it pretty quick I feel the same way. I, I, you know, I think you're right. Guys kind of go through this weird neglection um, time. Neglection is neglection like, of like, word. No. I like I like attention from my wife. I like validation that I'm doing a good job. Like I'm, totally. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty open with the kind of person I am, and it's like, you know, she knows that, and at the same time, she's wrapped up with a kid, and she doesn't have time to cater to my BS. You know, like I get it. Like, yeah. it's yeah. fine. It's completely normal. But then you just gotta suck it up buttercup and be a bit better right so like that's it yeah. you know i i, tr- I tried it every day i came home especially when dr- during the mat leave every day i came home i just tried to tell my wife it's like honey you know still i can't tell you right now but i appreciate you being the great mommy we're today i try to do something like that every day yeah do you know how many times she returned that maybe once or twice right. maybe once or twice yeah. and you know what and i you know and, and their state of mind like maybe they're just like well finally he's taking he's taking uh, he's taking the baby for a little bit, but it's you know it's it's not like we're not doing anything. Of course we're like we're uh, working for for the family and and and, and supplying for the family, yeah. uh, supporting the family. But shit, man, every now and then us dads need need that that pat on the back and that you know BJ just to just make make sure that we feel. Sorry, did I say BJ? It's definitely a, a pat on the back. Um, just just you know for the dads the dads out there, you know like it's tough. And it's a thankless job, yeah. and every, everybody kind of feels the same way exactly. about it. Exactly, hundred percent. I think I think all men would agree that like this, it's just it is, it's temporary. It never like prolongs. It's just yeah. if you're asking for ups and downs, those are the downs. That's it, man. All right, buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you uh, the next question is like, what's your happiest moment? I'm gonna throw mine out really quickly sure. because I it's easy, light, and simple. But right now, our kids are, are roughly the same age. Yeah. My happiest moment is when I come, I walk through that door, and my daughter sees me, and she drops whatever she's doing, and comes running over in her like drunken, drunken monkey walk, yeah. and gives me a big hug, and she gives me this weird open mouth wet kiss. <laughs> oh man, I love it. It's that it's it is the ray of sunshine in my gloomy day. I love it so much. It is by far hands down my happiest moment yeah i uh, i definitely understand that i get the big squeal when i walk in the door you know like <laughs> that kind of stuff um no i i love children's genuine laugh yes. i love watching like when he gives you that hearty belly laugh the one that yeah, you don't need, that you gut. forgot existed like the one that you yeah. can't even produce anymore because you're just <laughs> too hard like the gut buster yes um 
for him, it was like watching the dogs uh, go f- play fetch, and he would just be able to stand, like just finally getting his feet and like shif- shuffling his way around the couches and stuff like that. But I've got these videos and uh, like just these memories that my w- you know my wife's nostalgic already, and she brings them up and she shows me from time to time, and it's just like that. I can't describe the innocence of children is just is a gift, and it's it's the way we all should try and live. It's the way life was designed to be and it's just so real and it's so fulfilling yeah. and it's um, it just reminds you about the good in the world and it just it gives you hope and uh, I think that there's nothing more satisfying than that pure genuine unadulterated no care in the world laugh because that that I want to maintain as much of that as possible in my son uh, you know that's that's my goal that's the, to me that's being yeah. a good parent is, is allowing them to enjoy like have a good life and to, to protect them from the harms that the world has and uh, yeah it's just in, in those moments I'm just I'm truly truly grateful that's a beautiful thing my friend yeah all right, Mikey, what's your social life like these days uh, non-existent I believe this is the <laughs> first time like me talking to you for an hour is probably the combined amount of time I've had conversations with other men in the last 15 months. So Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and trust me, like, how many times have I barked at you to be like, yo, let's do a Jay's podcast. Yeah, yo, come on. Pod- don't care. Like, yeah. I just yeah. Listen, I, I, I'm trying, honestly, I'm going on a limb to help you out today. <laughs> like, like, it's just, it's, you know. It, you might be dead after this. Possibly. But you know what? Like, it's just, and you know what it is? And I was pretty upfront with you at first. It's not that I don't care about my friends or anything. It's just my priorities have shifted. And, like, totally. my friends have adapted around me. A lot of my close friends don't have children. Um, so they either, I mean, we're not as close anymore because they don't make the effort to keep up with me. Uh, or, or they kind of get left in the dust. And, like, that's the way I understand that now more than anything. I understand why my parents had no friends, like, as they got older. Um, I get this. And, like, it's, so my social life is really strangers at the grocery store in line to pay for my goods. <laughs> like, and that's fine. Like, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I do, I mean, it, with social media, it's nice. Like, you know, we've got little, you know, the way I keep in contact with my friends now, softball once a week. I've got that. Yeah. That's my social yeah. outlet. I play fantasy sports with my close buddies. We've done it for six or seven years. That's my internet social outlet. I can chat and we talk about the trash and that's what we do, right? And, and But that's what it's morphed into. Really, unless you have time, unless you want to come and hang out with Jackson, I got no time for you. And, like, yeah. it's n- no disrespect. I got t- no time for any of you. It's not just one. I'm not picking favorites. I'm picking, yeah. I'm picking my priority. And that's what it's come down to. And... Um, uh, I don't regret it, and your real friends stick around, and they find ways around it, right? So it is. Totally. Yeah. So it is what it is, and I, I've got friends now that you know I only talk to them once, twice a year, and I make sure I call them on Christmas Day because that's important to me, and that's it. Like you know, it is what it is, and you know, life gets in the way, and you're good friends. It doesn't matter how long you see them, you'll you'll catch up with them, and it'll just be like you never left. So that's all. I've I've slimmed down the pool, but it's I'm I've never been happier. Well, Mike, I'm glad that I made the cut. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm glad, you know what? Like, I and, and I, I always feel like I'm, I'm being a pest to ask you, but I'm like, you know what? I just, just throw one out to Mike, just see what's up. I know. And, but and you know what? Like, because we kind of we did all this groundwork together yeah. before our kids were born. I feel this like kinder spirit with you when yeah. it comes down to because like we, we kind of had the same 
maybe not the same struggle. Not str- I don't say struggle, but like we had the, this very similar layout to it. You know, like we got married a little bit later. We had kids a little bit later. Yeah. And you know, and and for uh, for me, I always I always feel this connection to you, and of course, always a podcast stuff. And yeah. you know, just, just you know, just scratching the the the, the coach's brain is always kind of fun. Oh, it's fine. So, exactly. Uh, I, and, and that's the thing yeah. is, like, I kind of felt like I know you've been pushing me for a while for this, and I keep putting you off. And then, like, and yeah. I was I, and I was always upfront with my reasoning, like just like I just mm-hmm. said. So, um, oh yeah, it, no it, it, it never anybody. felt. It's always, yeah, it's always love when I tell people this kind of stuff. But, yeah, and it, and it never felt like it never felt like you were you were giving me the runaround. Yeah. Uh, it, I had but it was always like you know, you know, like yeah, and, and I and I'll take that any things. day. That's another thing. I, yeah. That's another thing. I tell my kid how things how they are. Like I don't. Sure, that's, I, I've learned that too. It's another thing to, to teaching with children. Why beat around the bush? You just explain to them what you like. You got to tell it how it is because what's the point in lying? Like you wouldn't lie to your kids. Why would you lie to your friend? Like it's. it's I don't know. I think it's made me a better person to be a dad because I'm just a lot more aware of like you know what, if I hurt somebody's feelings and I've told them the truth, then they're soft. And that's not my problem, right? Totally. You know, like, and that's the way yeah. it is. So I may as well be I've never once taken offense yeah. to it. Yeah. My goal was always like, you know, as, as, as long as you're not shutting me out. Like, yeah. You're like, you know, I don't have any time right now. Fine, but you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. So what you're saying is there's a chance. And you know what? We're, we're getting it done today, and I appreciate yeah, that, of I course. if nothing else, I could at least help to give some finale to this. Because we did. We put a lot of effort into this, and it was fun, and it was a different time in our lives. And it's, it, it is what it is. But, yeah. No, I, I knew that I knew the time was right. That now, before the second one comes, that we might as yes. well put put a you know put a lid on this. Guy. Get some, yeah, exactly. Um, so, but so the social life is non-existent. But you said something that kind of sticks out, and it, and it segues perfectly. Um, unless you want to hang out with Jackson, yeah. so that leads me to the next thing: is have you understood the subculture of play dates for your kids? Have you got into that yet? Okay, so I, yes and no. Um, I'm not interested in that, uh, but at the same time, uh, I realize it's probably the only way to socialize with other adults. Um, Jackson is very fortunate that he has a uh, cousin that is six or seven weeks uh, younger than him. So a lot of the socialization takes place with her, and that's perfectly fine, and they are super close, and I love watching uh, cousins be close because... I was bro- grown. Uh, sorry, I was born in like a dark spot in my family. Like there was a bunch of cousins before, there was a bunch of cousins after, and I always felt like a lone wolf. And I'm not particularly close with any of my cousins, sort of as a result. Um, so it's nice to see that. I really am grateful for that. Um, honestly, he socialized with other kids at the park or at birthdays and stuff like that. But I don't know. Um, I feel like he gets a lot of socialization as it is, and he know like we're inherently social people. Like what we do is we bring him out to events. Like I've he's been to five Blue Jay games. We've been to like, <laughs> yeah. we, went, we went to Ribfest. Like, like he, not, he met Vladdy Jr. Yeah, exactly. Like he, Uncle Robbie, like he knows those guys. And like, <laughs> no, but you know what it is? It's like, what my wife and I have decided is we've tailored our social outings to life experiences for our kid. Because one thing I don't agree with, and like, I'm a firm believer in like, okay, we're creating memories right now that he won't remember. Fine. First of all, they're for us. And we will remember them. So I don't mind going out and spending my time or spending my money to go and do family outings at things that people will tell me, oh, he's, he's never going to appreciate this. Well, first of all, it doesn't matter because we appreciate this. And secondly, man, he is so much like he takes it all in. Watching him in situations with lots of people around. I mean, obviously family-friendly events. I'm not crazy here. I bring the earmuffs and make sure. We leave after the third or fourth inning if he's tired. Like, I'm not a monster. This is not about me. 
but going out and being able to do that stuff and getting him familiar with other people and interacting with other people, people of different color, people of different ages, like that's important. And he may never remember it, but it's going to shape who he is. So that's totally. that's what we've done is that we've made sure that anything that we do to enhance our social life includes him within reason. And that's like without putting him in harm's way. And I think that's to me that was very important. It's. I think it's part of the reason that I grew up very social and very outgoing and stuff like that is because my mom sort of did the same thing with me. And I'm not necessarily mirroring my parents' style because, like, they would do different things. But, like, I think it's important. I've... And my wife has agreed with me. And quite frankly, like, you know, like you said, we went out and meet these athletes and stuff like that. Well, would I do that normally? No. Like, is it particularly responsible for money point of view? No. But is it any different than if we went somewhere else and now it's a family moment and we have these pictures and we have these experiences? And that's how my wife gets on board with it. It's like we just, we, we pick events where it's like we're creating family memories and if nothing else, we're developing them in some way. And uh, yeah, so like that's the way it is. And if, again, if a friend wants to tag along, like I got a couple buddies, like, you know, they come hey, Mike, what are you doing? Well, right now, like, I've been talking to you this whole time from my unfinished basement because it's my fortress of solitude. It's the only place in my house that I can do right now, but we're in the middle of finishing it because we have more kids coming. Well, Mike, what are you doing on Saturday? Well, I'm framing my basement. Come and help me if you want to hang out. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's yeah, where, yeah. like, that's, that's how it's changed. And those who are interested in hanging out and giving of their time to spend time with me and my family, they're here. And, you know, my, my, both my family and my friends have been invalu- invaluable in helping to do this kind of stuff. But it's been a project. We get to see each other. We get to hang out. We get to shoot the shit. And it's all good. And, uh, no, man, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm really, really staunch in that because, you know, oh, you're wasting your money taking him out doing this. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, this is the best money I've ever spent. Yeah, totally. And you know what? Those photos of, of him, yeah, okay, the photos with him with Vladdy Jr. and and Uncle Robbie Alomar, yeah. like those are going to be great photos. One day when 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 his buddies are like uh, fifteen years old, and like is that yeah Hall of Famer slash Blue Jay legend Roberto Alomar slash Vladdy Junior yeah and he's like yeah my dad took me like me and my dad really bond about the Blue Jays like those that's a building block yes. of incredible stories yes. twenty years down the road that's what it is and it's like you know what like. My dad did a lot of things for me. He just wasn't into sports until I got into sports. So, but I, he was into other things. Like, so he got me involved in the things that he enjoyed when he was younger, which is great. And that's how we bonded. We bonded over music and uh, and and things like that. He was big into computers and mathematics. He taught me a lot about. From the time I was two years old, I had a computer. Like back when nobody had computers at home. So like he would he, he would teach me that kind of stuff. And like you know like so I would he would teach me what was interesting to him. Well, what I'm interested in is I'm interested in sports, specifically baseball. I always have been it's a real passion of mine so like if i can get my kid involved like if he doesn't want to play no big deal i don't care that's fine he'll figure it out when he's older but but in the time that where he's learning to develop like there's nothing wrong with developing his motor skills that was one that was a really proud moment when he threw the ball for the first time he throws like a champ now but like i i don't feel like i'm pushing him i'm not forcing the ball in his hand i'm picking it up throwing it he's grabbing it throwing it back to me and smiling that he made his dad happy and like that's so that's that's all good and and like as he grows if he wants to go gymnastics we'll go do gymnastics if he wants to go horseback riding he can do that if he wants to play football he can play football like I don't care it's not about that but when he's young he may as well take interest in what I have because you know it's it's a way that we can connect and uh, yeah he's too young to appreciate that stuff but that, like you said it's cool stories it's cool memories my wife loves that part of it and that's why it works yeah perfect yeah 
Um, okay, buddy. Well, you touched on it, and I feel like we should end on it. Sure. Um, so, again, we're going to have kids in relatively the same time frame. Not as close as the first ones, yeah. but, man, we're going to have, like, the same time frame. Our kids are going to be basically parallel growing up. Yeah. Give us, give us a little bit of breakdown. What do you know so far about your new bundle of joy? Well, I know that uh, the due date is, is um, temporarily December the 19th, which is the same day as one of my brother's birthdays. Um, and so just before Christmas, which will be wonderful, um, uh, we're, gonna, we're really excited about it. My wife is doing great. Um, I think uh, she is struggling less with this pregnancy. I can't really tell, but uh, like from, from the sickness and the morning sickness and all that kind of stuff, she had some rough times with that early on in the first one. She seems to be a bit better, uh, but you know, general uncomfortable uh, things going on there, and it will be, uh, I, I know I'm pretty convinced it'll be a C-section this time because they had to go that route the first time, so there's, I guess our expectations are set, uh, so that, that'll be different, and uh, yeah, right now, man, we go in in August to go for, so, what, two or three weeks? We go in for another ultrasound, figure out the gender of the baby, and uh, and we go from there. And uh, no expectations this time. I, like, I feel like I, I know, know I'm a little bit more prepared, but uh, I had pretty strong feelings last time that I did want a son first. I wasn't shy about it. It's what I wanted. It's not what I needed, but it's what I wanted. And uh, it worked out. So this time, I really don't care. Um, another boy would be fun for Jackson. But I think uh, another girl would be wonderful. I grew up in a family of uh, five boys. Uh, and, uh, you know, the only women I've ever lived with are my, my wife and my mother. And um, I think it would be very unique, a very unique experience, something new. Like, that's, that's what, you know, babies are like drugs, man. Like, it's just, like, it's incredible. You can't get enough of it. And uh, so a new experience uh, to have a little daughter would be wonderful. I think my wife would, would enjoy having a daughter as well. I don't think she really cares, but I, I think... I, I, my 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 assumption is that I think she'd want one, and so I hope that works out for her. And if not, then we'll love him just the same because she loves her little boy. She can't she can't get enough of him too. So, yeah, dude, just uh, getting through the grind right now, trying to keep my wife healthy, keep her cool in this uh, humid weather right yes, now. Um, yes, 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 you know. yes. Uh, and that's uh, and that's about all we can do. Just trying to take the load off of her as much as I can. Get this basement finished. So we got some extra play pay, place for the kids and. Uh, you know, we got three bedrooms in this house, so we're going to be full on that front and uh, just trying to finish off some more space and get it all ready before, like, September-ish, I'd like to finish, so I can be uh, ready for the home stretch. So, how about you? I love it, man. Well, we're due at the end of the summer. Uh, September 1st is okay. the uh, September first is a due date, nice. but we think, we think and believe that the baby's probably going to come early. Okay. Um, so usually can, what they say crunch is it, it could be within a month by this point, then. Yeah, I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, which should be probably next week, yep. um, yeah, we're in like the like the last four, four, four to five weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, we're 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 kind of stressing about it, but we're we're trying to be cool. Yeah, and we were lucky; we had the great people at Superior Finish Painting come by hey. and paint, yeah, and paint the room. Shout out to and Kyle. Uh, yes, Kyle was great, and uh, Kyle was on the podcast last week. Nice. He'll be on the podcast this week, and he's uh, he'll be on the podcast next week. So, hey. all, all, all that forward stuff. But uh, you know, uh, they they um, came in, painted the room for us. They did a great job. Um, but you know, the next baby's near streets ready. We know it's gonna be another girl. But you know what? Like the technician was kind of flighty, so I'm not 100 percent sure she knew what she was doing. Right. I have like this 10 percent, 25 percent in the back of my head saying. It still could be a boy. Like there's still a chance <laughs> that it could be a boy, and you know what? It, it's kind of a game now in my head. Yeah. But 
it, you know what? We're prepped. We got a girl's name. Sure. We got the room is kind of neutral, but a little bit more girlish. And I'll tell you this: after after the great experience I had with my first daughter, if my second daughter is just as good or better, I'm in a great spot. Yeah, for sure. I didn't think I was going to love having girls as much as I do now. Yep. Fast forward 15 years, I might have a different story. <laughs> That's a whole different but, story. <laughs> yeah. But right now, man, things are just cloud nine. We're, we're ultra happy. And uh, my wife is, my my wife is, I feel for her, man. Like, listen to this laundry list of horror stories. Mm. She, she started with um, a separating pelvis bone. So she's dealing with a ton oh. of pain. Yeah, she's measuring much bigger than she was in the first pregnancy. Okay. Not thrilled about that. She's overheating on the coldest of times. Our wow. house is at 19 degrees Celsius, and and she's sweating. Oh. I go to bed with, no joke, a pair of shorts on and a sweater. Yeah. And I, when I wake up, I'm always freezing. She has an oscillating fan on her pretty much 24-7. Wow. Yeah. She she's uncomfortable. She's overheating, and she's just grinding out the last little bit. Yeah. And I feel for her so much. I try all the time. I bought like extra ice trays to put in the fridge, yeah. just so that she can have a cold drink when she needs <laughs> it. Like I just feel for her so much. But she's she's you know she's a mother of my kids. She's a trooper. She can handle it, and she and that's what she's doing. And but I feel for her, man. Women and when tough she's they're tougher than men. Oh I yeah. Learned that, I and, learned that for sure. That misnomer oh. is gone. I don't believe for a second that men are tougher than women. Are women are tough as hell? Totally. And and you know what? And when she says something like, you know, like she she right before we started recording, she's like, "Hey, where's a step ladder? I'm gonna go hang the new mobile." I'm like, "Oh, can can you do it later?" She's like, "No, I want to do it now." I'm like, "I'm not gonna argue with her. I'm I'm not gonna argue with her. Just." No. Whatever you want, honey. 100%. Let's just, you know, if this is what's going to make you happy, this is what's going to make you feel accomplished at yeah. the end of the day, let's get this done because I know that will make her feel like she's not overheating. Yeah. So let's just do that. Exactly. And, okay, cool. If that's what it is, Mind over let's just get it gotta, done. Yeah. Now you got to keep her focused, keep her busy. And keep totally. Her 100%, dude. It's, it's, it's totally, totally. easier said than done, but quite frankly, it's worth it considering, like you said, what they're going through. We got nothing on that, so... You know, and, and I, I'm pretty pumped. I'm really pumped for this next baby. Yeah. Not that, you know, and Stella is incredible right now. Just, you know, just like your son. I, I see these photos of your son on social <laughs> media. You're, you're 100% right. The, your kid is an ox, man. He's a tank. He's a beautiful baby with those beautiful eyes. He's, oh. oh, my God. Could you ask for better genetics, no. man? <laughs> Blonde hair. Yeah. The, the kid looks like he looks like you stole him from somewhere in Scandinavia. Yeah. Cabbage Patch and Kid. Yeah. Oh, Cabbage Patch Kid, you know, like just a, like the, the cutest kid, blue, blue, blue eyes, yeah. blonde hair, like, oh, man. Um, but, you know, the thing is, like, our, our first kids were incredible. I want that again. I, I, wanna, yeah. I want to hold that. I want to hold that little baby. You know, I, I just had my niece... Uh, my my cousin asked me to be the godfather to her niece. Oh, congratulations! Now, That's wonderful. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, I am not a religious person, but my I feel like my moral compass is pretty strong. That's good. And I said and I said to her, I was like, listen, I'm not the guy to come to you for godfather. Um, like in the traditional sense and they're like oh we don't give a shit about that we're just looking for like moral support throughout our life yep. cool I'm the guy for the job yep. and she's you know she's six months and her neck's just kind of getting into place she's got like the same cabbage patch face as your as your um, <laughs> as your son you know just like a giant marshmallow it's so yeah, cute <laughs> and yeah and uh, you know and it was just nice to hold like, a, a, like even though this kid is like 
looks like it's swollen to death. Yeah. Um, th- this kid is so, so, like, pudgy. It's still just so tiny. It's <laughs> all. I'm craving that little baby feel. Yeah, so I'm smell, super bro. pumped. That smell, bro. Oh, new baby smell. Oh. It's the best. It's the Don't best. get me started, man. It's just, it is the most innocent smell it's ever. It oh, is. buddy. Uh, we sound like a bunch of old, 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 old witches. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't matter. It's true, though. You yeah. Know what? If anybody's, any man that's been through it is real enough to talk about it this way, like it's absolutely true. And it's it's the time of your life. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to meeting number two there. It's going to be very exciting for you, dude. And uh, yeah, dude, this is a great time in our lives. Look at this. Thirty five people say it's a like midlife crisis time. No, we're just getting started. Totally. My daughter's going to keep me super young. Yep. Actually, quick, quick little side story. I brought, we have this like little splash pad right by our house. So I bring her by there a couple of weeks ago during this heat wave. Um, and these moms, these moms are like, oh my God, your daughter's so cute. She takes after you. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does. What's up? I got to go home. I, t- I tell my wife, I'm like, yo, these mommies were flirting with me. Yeah. My wife, listen to the super pregnant. Yeah. No bra on, tits hanging off one side and the other. She, her hair's a mess. She's just frazzled because it's so hot. Yeah. She goes, I'll go over there right now, no bra, and chew a bitch out. <laughs> like, honey, I love you. There's classic. a reason I came home. Yeah. She's like, and then she goes, and then she undersells it too. She goes, well, you know, you do look kind of good in that shirt. Like, that's definitely your color. I'm nice. like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. that's the Thank, thanks. <laughs> thanks, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, um, buddy, this, I mean, we, we haven't actually spoken in a, in a while. Like, we had like, yeah, a we little conversation back a little while ago. A lot. That's yeah, about, that's we, you know, we see each other on social media, yeah. texts every now and then, that kind of stuff. But listen, we're like an hour and 16 and a half minutes. <laughs> it's, it, man, this conversation has been beautiful. Yeah. Very, 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 like, I feel so good after this conversation. Yeah, um, I'm happy to actually fucking hear your voice. I'm actually happy to record <laughs> your voice. Um, I'm glad that the podcast nation, the Nana Nation, will be able to hear you again. Yeah, Cal sure. was giving me a hard time last week when he was in studio about it. Yeah. But I'm happy. I'm happy to have you on. Thank you so much for concluding, I guess, for now. Yeah. I mean, w- w- you know, for at least for the foreseeable future, yeah. putting this this Put series to rest. We're gonna be yeah, granddads you know, a long way down the line. Exactly. Here, so. <laughs> that that's the next sub series. We're gonna be granddads. Um, uh, but you know what? This has been hanging over me. I'm not a person to leave loose ends, and yep. this is just been chewing me out so i'm i'm exact i'm happy to kind of close this chapter um and then we'll revisit it maybe in, in another like 15 or uh, 20 months or so and, and and go over it again why not dude brother Lots of stories to tell then yeah oh coach thank you so much for doing this my man oh you're quite welcome man it's uh like you said it's nice to chat with you as well it had been a while so glad i could help out and continue success brother thank you man appreciate it and uh we, we're gonna have to figure out some kind of play date at some sort i'm not saying that our kids are destined to be together but they should at least meet once before the wedding correct <laughs> i agree with you i told you i don't know if you have enough goats for those baby blue eyes but we can figure out a dowry that's suitable. usually it's supposed to go the other way around but i'm telling you man my kid whoo Oh, baby. You know what? Listen, blue eye, blue eyes are are, uh, are hard to come by these days. That's right. But, but there's no songs about blue eyes, you know. But when there's a brown eyed girl in your life, you know it. I don't know. Behind blue eyes, come on. Okay, fair enough. That actually, that's, I was actually, the, I, you know. Do I need to sing Anyways. it to you? No, I'm just joking. I'm not doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it, man. You want? You want it? Listen, I won't fall in love with you, but you know, maybe a handy if the wife is unavailable. <laughs> man, with that. All right. 
<laughs> that being said, Nana Nation, thank you so much for tuning in to, for now, the last episode of We're Going to Be Dads. Uh, Mike Paracone, thank you so much, brother. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care, everybody. Ciao.